Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest and greatest edition. Welcome to the latest and greatest edition of Keeping It Orange and Blue. I'm Ryan Evan, joined as always by Kevin Ducey. What's up, Kev? What's up, Ryan? How are you, my man? We got things in motion. Fat beat to your guy who dropped that today. Appreciate that. Uh, rather enjoyed it. Uh, but man, got got things moving and shaking in the Illini world. Got people on pins and needles. Got celebration on one side of the street. Got trepidation on the other. It's going to be a fun show. Talk about a little bit of that. So. 100, 100%. But most importantly, of course, today's Mother's Day. So, sure. Kevin, were you able to spend it with, or at least one of the ones most important mothers in your life and maybe talk to the other? Yeah, absolutely. I was able to spend some time with my wife. Uh, we had a really nice, we went to Mother's Day brunch. It was really nice with the kids and we just said we had a really nice day at home. Got to FaceTime with mom, put the kids on with her. So that was cool. It was a good day. 100. Yes. And for myself, I was able to take my mother out uh, and my fiance out. We went to Perkins. I mean, that's that's the Love favorite me. That's the favorite places to go. Love me some Perkins, man. I and I, I mean, I got to be honest, in Decatur, uh, it's... There's several places. I mean, three places, either Cracker Barrel, Perkins, or Bob Evans. So it was and, – and like Perkins breakfast, I don't really think you can beat it. But uh, so that's where you we're – You want to take the crackles? No crackles for breakfast. <laughs> uh, well, hang on it, man. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, went to Perkins. But anyway, to all our followers on all the YouTubes, the Twitters, the Spotify's, then the Apple Podcasts. And now, Kevin, I got this going on Facebook. So – yeah, and it'll be on uh, your know, our two hundred columns, um, our blue Facebook page as well. So let's jump right to it. <clears throat> First topic on hand will be, well, you know, let's just go, let's just hit knock it out of the park now. And then we'll go to the big man news. So more more things and recent things have been happening with Ray J. Dennis. So you know, nothing's changing in the way I feel about it, Kevin, and we'll get to it more of that but he's visited michigan yep. so ray j dennis visited michigan which isn't really a surprise to me because michigan you know he played them in the nit and kick, pretty much kicked their butt you know had their way with them and you saw on the post game handshake line yeah juan howard was talking to him and like whispering in his ear and you kind of knew what that meant it was like hey when you hit the portal you know <laughs> and so <clears throat> so he goes to visit michigan <clears throat> and then he visited – he's been visiting Baylor of late. I think there may be one more visit possibly. Um, what do you make of that? And, Kevin, um, do you think there's anything to worry about? Um, well, I'll let you take the floor first. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I mean, when I put this on a worry meter of 1 to 10, 1 being the least worried, 10 being the most worried, I probably had a 3 or 4. Um, 
and that would be with Baylor more so than anything. Uh, but there's a couple things that, that are that are contingencies at play here to look at and assess the situation. Right, Michigan is a very crowded backcourt as it is. Uh, they've got they've got Doug and they've got Llewellyn and uh, and they got Caleb Love there. And I don't really think that I think I think Ray J wants to be a point guard at a big Power Five school. He wants to be a starting point guard. He wants to be a plug and play kind of deal. I don't think Michigan offers that. Um, I do think it might have been a courtesy visit there. Um, the Baylor one is concerning. Obviously, Scott Drew won a national championship, but LJ Cryer just left there for a reason. There's a lot of – I honestly think Illinois is probably in a better spot than Baylor is coming into the year, especially if Terrence Shannon comes back. There's been a lot of innuendo, a lot of stuff being tweeted by Terrence and his camp that makes you think they are probably coming back. And I'll keep coming back to this is the relationship that Tim Anderson does have with Ray J. Um, and I trust that Tim Anderson is a relationship-building guy. He's a relationship-building guru. Um, when he gets his sights set on something like that, it happens. There was a reason why Tiger Campbell had some thoughts about Illinois, and he's probably going to go overseas and play ball. It's because of Tim Anderson. And uh, Taron Shannon is because of Tim Anderson. And Kofi was working out with Tim Anderson before Tim Anderson got hired, and then Kofi came back. I mean, like, there's just a Tim Anderson has a big um, – a big relationship connection that, that he, he hits, right? I don't, I've, I've yet to see him really miss when it comes to a situation like this. And the other thing to keep in mind, right, in this new world of NIL is that players, players can get paid for some of these visits, right? They can pay for their time. And um, so my understanding is that by Ray J taking some visits, he can get some cash out of this deal. And, you know, I mean, it's, it'd be almost foolish not to take some, some opportunities to get some money and go from there. Um, I don't think that Indiana... I know that's been rumored. K-State looks a little bit full to me. I don't think that's a spot for him. I really think it's an Illinois-Baylor battle, and I think Illinois wins. You know, and my thoughts, um, pretty much the same. But, um, you know, I think, too, it sounds like, you know, like, how can you blame a kid if, you know, you're getting paid a little bit just to take visits, you know? Yeah. And, like, it doesn't even have to do with NIL, I mean, per se, but it's like, if you know you can get ten thousand, maybe fifteen thousand dollars just to visit a school, even as a courtesy, why would you just decline that when you know you can put a little in your bank account before you even hit the campus? Um, and you know the most important thing that you mentioned there is Tim Anderson. So um, if he's not losing kids that he's in that deep with, and you know you already mentioned Sky Clark, and even if he did leave, there was a lot more at play there. Yeah. Uh, so. This situation, the father, the family situation is um, 100% different than it was with Sky Clark. So I'm not necessarily as worried about that. Um, but Wait, I still, at the end of the day, Ray J. Dennis is as Illinois to lose. And I don't think that losing is really possible at this point. Well, um, he's also or, a kid from Oswego, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and I mean, you think about what that means in, in your, your son's last year of college basketball. Or would you want him, you know, two hours away or I, mean, I can do the math on it. Waco's, you know, I mean, it's like 15, 17 hours. It's a flight. Right. I mean, and so 
And also, you know, you're going to contribute to that with the fact that Illinois is going to play at Northwestern. Illinois is going to have a game in Chicago. There's a lot of games that they can get to relatively easy. Even in Madison, even, you know? Right, so. Madison, Iowa City. I mean, there's a lot of way, a lot of places and opportunities for them to see their son play in person in what will be his last year of college basketball and his opportunity to put a shine on what he's doing and get a better look from NBA scouts. I do believe he's got the skill set. I've talked about this before, the Fred Van Vliet comparison. I, I still see it. Um, I think he comes in Illinois, has a great solid senior year, and he's got a chance, uh, fifth year and has a chance to really put his name on the map for NBA scouts. And we'll get a combine invite next year, unlike this year. Correct. I think at the very least he's going to get a G League combine invite, especially when teams see him in the, in a power five situation. And at, what if he averages near eight, you know, 19 and whatever it was, six a game and shooting 40% from three against – you know, Big Ten teams and playing in big-time matchups. Like, Illinois plays Tennessee next year in Knoxville. You know, like, they've got their Tennessee home-and-home series coming up. Yeah. And it starts next year, and it's in Knoxville in, in early December. So, some huge matchups of the revenge game against Missouri. You know, it's uh, – so, there's there's plenty, to, plenty of matchups and, and things for him to shine. And the fact that he's going to be the only one to – you know, well, the yeah, Tim Anderson, and, and let me, I'll, I'll correct this to a degree. You know, Gibbs Lawhorn can handle the ball, and he could be a dude that you see take some pressure off. Yep. But, um, and Nico Moretti may get a, a little bit here and there, but he, Ray J is going to be the primary ball handler. And no matter else where you go, if you want to stick out for the NBA, you want to be the man and not have a guy where you feel like you got to share, even. 25% of the time, you know, and he's, yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. So I just think it all spells Illinois. And I've always said that, and, and I'm going to continue to. So me and Kevin both think and feel that Ray J is eventually going to be in the line. And, you know, I don't know, really know what the timeline is on it right now. And I haven't really heard, <clears throat> but I think any time in the next possibly by next weekend, I think, uh, is when people shouldn't fans should start to look into it. Uh, but hey, and you know what? I could I could even be surprised. Maybe it could be middle of this week. Yeah, but, I would I would expect something sooner than that. I would expect probably Monday or Tuesday. Maybe that might be a little egregious, but once his visit's done at Baylor, heard the heard the visit at Illinois. Uh, shout out to our guy Geo went really really well. Um, uh, that that Ray J loved it. Um, the other thing about Ray J, right? Two th the things he's going to have to work on. Can you, can you truly be a pass-first oriented guard, right? He's the leading scorer for Toledo. Team scored a whole bunch of points. But he still had, you know, six assists a game. And can you defend? Can you defend at the level? Because Toledo is a really poor defensive team. Brad Underwood doesn't really, like, you got to play defense to get on the floor. I think that, that coming for a defensive-minded coach like Brad Underwood will help him. Scott Drew would as well, typically. I mean, Baylor was terrible defensively last year. I don't get it. But they have been, in, typically, in the Drew era, a pretty good defensive team. Uh, so I think those are the two things where he could come to Illinois. He's surrounded by guys who can shoot. He's, he's going to be surrounded by guys who can score. I think he can come in and, and potentially lead the Big Ten in assists. I think AJ Hogarth is going to come back to score. He's got a challenge there. Um, but, but if you if you watch film, Kevin, I think we've said this before. Ray J. Dennis gives you 100% effort on defense. He's he was he was trying his best every time to stop a guy. If a guy was taking fadeaway threes, he was trying to be in his grill. He may not have been able to get stay in front of someone every time, 
But right. it wasn't like Ray J was the reason that Toledo's defense was so bad, you know? Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's a, it is a team deal. I mean, it's the same way. Like, if you start looking into individual defensive metrics, like a defensive rating on a basketball reference, basketball sports sports reference, like you look at – I love to use uh, Baylor as the example. I mean, LJ, LJ Criers, defensive metrics, you know, were way worse this year than they were last year and way, way worse than they were two years ago. Did he become a way worse defender? No, as a team, they got worse because it's measuring points per possession while on the court. And that's not necessarily strictly indicative of the player. It's more of a team stat. So Now, Wolf transitioning from, you know, the back, uh, the back court to the front court, Kevin. Illinois does need to address one – Thing mainly because it sounds like Coleman Hawkins is very, very, very likely, Kevin, to stay in the NBA draft. And while as much as that hurts, and I think we both agree, me and me and Kevin both see the upside and the, the positive things that Coleman was able to do. Um, we never really got to see, I think, that man's full potential, sadly, in those three years. The consistency shooting, I think, would have been awesome to see before he left you know, even from the free throw line. But what he was able to do with his frame and near 6'11", if I think he was 6'11", to handle the ball and, you know, be a nice facilitator at times and um, just run the floor like, you know, most 6'11 guys can't run the floor like that. So, no. um, um, but sounds like he's been having really good workouts, Kevin, maybe even great workouts that sounds like a sure thing that some second round team between 30 and 40 is going to take him. So he's going to stay in the draft, it sounds like. So that means that if Illinois is not able to keep him, that they have to have more front court help. So, you know, Dane Danger's been looking great in, in, you know, spring workouts, which is good, been working on his jump shot, maybe even trying to get in even a little bit better shape. Got to keep that confidence up. But they like a really good rim protector, and this is the name that's been coming up. Uh, Adrame Dionge from Washington State. And, you know, he was the backup center there at Washington State. And I actually watched him play quite a bit. But if you watch him play, man, a legit seven-footer. He's got long arms. He's very athletic. You know, he may be raw with his offensive skill set, but he's able to – he could guard pick-and-roll sets. He's a a rim protector, um, you know, going to be decent on the glass. Again, a good athlete. Uh, so it sounds like Illinois has already made contact with him, a drama Dionge from Washington State, a very one of the highest rated. Uh, he was actually one of the top rated recruits in Washington State men's basketball history, probably since history. since Clay Thompson. Um, Something like that. Yeah. He was from Senegal, a, a four star recruit, number forty three ranked high school prospect in the nation. So this is a top fifty big folks from last year, who just wasn't able to um, wasn't able to you know necessarily get his niche as a starter um, but guess what Illinois offered him out of high school so there's this isn't some this is one of those cases Kevin that you know of late it's been brought up is that you don't ever burn a bridge now with a kid that you recruited and it and, yeah. it, and it didn't go your way you always you always try to keep that lifeline there because you never really know when you're going to talk to him again. You know, it sounds like Illinois didn't do that. They did good. They only wished him well and was have been super positive with them. And so when he hit the portal, that relationship hadn't soured yet. 
You know, so last year he had offers from Kansas, Illinois, Washington, Mississippi State. Um, he was out, out. He played at Arizona Compass Prep actually with Ty Ty Washington. Um, so again, he was Washington State's second highest recruit since 2000. The only other one in front of him is Clay Thompson. So he played six minutes a game last year. Um, again, he didn't average a lot of points. Averaged two boards a game. Uh, near, nearly a, a block shot a game. Yeah, a, a block shot per game, and like you said, six minutes. I mean, this is this is what you're talking about. What Illinois is looking for if if Coleman jumps into the portal, right? Uh, not the portal. If he stays in the draft, so Coleman staying in the draft uh, means you're going to move Dane to the five, starting starting at the five, and you got Quincy Guerrier who would be at the four. Yep. So, so Illinois is taking contingency plans here, and then what you need truly is a rim protector, a rim runner, a guy who can come in and spell Dane. Um, I know that there's a lot of Illinois fans who are looking at this and they're saying, okay, well, Dane kind of hit a wall at the end of last year. He did. And I'm going to jump back to some stats I talked about earlier because I think these stats are more relevant when you look at it from a team as a whole concept, right? When I talked about LJ Cryer's defense, he didn't get considerably worse over two years. It was a team thing. But if I look at the entire Illinois team, the player that had the highest differential between offensive rating and defensive rating, the highest defensive rated player on Illinois that played top 10 minutes was Dane Danger, and they put a defensive rating at 93, right? Offensively, and the, top, and the guys who played the top 10 minutes, he was number two offensively at 113.9. He had a spread of 20, which was the best on the team. The next closest guy, the guy we're very interested in, Terrence Shannon. So, I mean, Dane's metrics are really, really good. He's got to do some things. He's got to clean up some things. He's got to clean up some fouls. Um, he's got to get clean up some turnovers, uh, but and, and Illinois has got to work on how they work him in and drop coverage and things like that. And I think he can slim up and be a little bit better, but this is really what you want to do. You want to get a long athletic guy who can come in and be a rim protector, mainly play some defense, get some, get some boards, get some dunks, stuff like that on offense, but not be a guy that you have to come in and promise 25 minutes a game to if Coleman stays in the draft. Coleman staying in the draft while we look at this would be another Illinois basketball player drafted. It'd be it'd be a good it'd be good for the program. And then you would have a string of guys I think that could get drafted next year, especially if Ray J comes. You'll have Terrence probably get drafted. Matt Myers showing pretty well. We've seen the Twitter clips where he did well to, uh, you know taking a guy to the hole and making a bucket. So there's there's things out there that this is a this is a really this is a safety valve move to protect Dane if he gets in foul trouble and give us some big man depth, um, and that's what this team will have a boatload of if we get Ray J Dennis and uh, DeAndre once ends up choosing Illinois. There's a ton of depth. That's a very deep squad. It's not as deep as if Coleman came, but then again, like there's only one basketball. So I kind of like the move. I really, I mean, if Coleman's showing out and can get drafted and 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 make a contract, I'll be happy for him. I'll be happy for his family. I think the world of his dad, highly <clears throat> of Coleman. So it'd be, you know, that that'd be a really good thing. Um, it's it's not bad. And 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 uh, uh, Brad Underwood is doing the things that he needs to do to have a program where he's not caught holding. Oh well, you know I can't take another guard because I'll make Sky Clark mad like we did last year, right? He's 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 making moves that are contingency moves, and so it, it really all hinges on you know Terrence coming back, Ray J. Dennis come, uh, choosing Illinois, but I do think there's some other guys that are in the transfer portal as well. Uh, there's other guys who are in the draft that may come in the transfer portal. 
and it's not solely this guy, but this is this is the. I mean, we've talked about a lot of bigs. This is the flavor of the week for for you know lack of a better term. Uh, but we'll see how it shakes out. I, I'm I'm confident that the staff is gonna gonna add pieces here that will complement what we do have. And I think that Ray J. Dennis and DeAnge would be great compliments for what we have. Definitely. I mean, think about that though. You're adding a top fifty big if you can get this kid to to campus and even to commit. And he had some huge, huge defensive moments in games last year for Washington State. I think that's an important piece too. Um, but of course to me, I know you know, on Twitter, I've had conversations with other people, but, you know, it's like, oh, they think Shannon coming back is more important than Ray J. Dennis. To me, I don't think so. Because you could have Shannon and then, okay, maybe it's not Ray J, but it's somebody who's not going to be anywhere near that good. Yeah, you're, 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 gonna, you're, need, you're, needing, you're needing a point guard really to run the show. We've like got Shannon, coming, Shannon coming back is huge, Kev, but – what was the biggest problem the team had last year? You know, yeah, I, I do. I think that man, don't make me say it. I don't, I don't even want to say it. Like we, want, I want Terrence Shannon back. I love the kid. I love everything he's about. I think coming back to Illinois will be beneficial for him. I think the draft is weaker next year. Yeah, I think he, I think he he can put himself in a situation where he can get some more catch and shoot threes, increase his three point percentage. Have a point guard. If you know Ray J comes in, that's that. That'd be a point guard who can break down defenses and maybe gets him some some more easy buckets. Take a little bit of pressure off him offensively. Let him have a little bit more free flow offensively, as well as feature him a little bit more on defense. Where I think he's a really good defender. I think he could show himself as kind of that elite guy and move himself into that three and D category, which is what people, what the NBA scouts really want to see from him. And if he can do that, that's where he can he can really start to make some hey. That's what Coleman is doing in these workouts is showing that he can be a three and D guy, but he can do it at six eleven. That's a really unique skill set. So now to me, it's not pick one or the other. I'm just saying it was more of like what was more important for the team having a a true point, point guard, guard who who New point guard. New yeah, point to guard. Me, yeah. So that's we all. Wing, that's we got wing depth. We got guys who can put the ball in the bucket. We 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 need a point guard. Yep, need a point guard. So. And again, so folks, I'm just, and I always try to keep it real with you, keeping it orange and blue. We do try our best, and and I'm always going to defend my guy here to my to my right. He's a he's a homer as much as I am, but we're also we keep it real. Uh, but that said, I, Shannon stays for financial reasons, and the reasons that we have mentioned the last couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, it sounds like Illinois, like I said, got eight hundred thousand to a million dollars, a million reasons for him to come back um, with NIL money, and then Ray J. Dennis's connection with Tim Anderson, and the point guard duties really are going to be his. Those are that. That's just how it is. So if I could keep it to is the last statement with Ray J, because I don't want to make it my final thought. I've been doing that the last couple of weeks. Is it's going to be okay. Him taking other visits. It's more a formality, a financial situation. A kid just taking advantage of that. Nothing wrong with him going to look at, at a place, that, you know, uh, in you know, because I know that drives some fans up, you know, up a wall. But hey, it is, it is hey, what listen, it is. Listen, he's he's, he's taking visits to, to Champagne. He's a Chicago kid, Chicago area kid. He understands the weather. It's also not one of those situations where, like, Jawan Evans came to visit Champaign in, in January and got stuck in O'Hare in a snowstorm. It was a kid from Texas and said, screw that, I'm going to Oklahoma State. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking about – because I've been to Waco, right? Waco, Waco is not, like – Waco's got nothing – I mean, Waco's not sexy, okay? Waco is, is 
Ann Arbor is way sexier than, than than Waco. I know some people think about, well, what does Champagne have to offer? Uh, Waco doesn't have a whole hell of a lot either. So there, there's, hey, yeah, I, I think we're in a good spot. Yeah. Um, and so Brad Underwood didn't really care too much. I don't think about that whole Jawan Evans. I think it worked out for him. It did work out really well for him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you get to end up coaching a kid that you just walk into that situation. Um, now, with that said, um, we're, we're going to transition into probably some football here in a moment because obviously it was an awesome Mother's Day for the Illini football program. Um, but I just want to make one quick comment. You know, just 2024, Illinois is going to be adding a few guys, as we mentioned last week. But Merez Johnson's really turned into like a just a dominant, ferocious five. You know, he's going to be this 6'10 athletic kid that, you know, he's going to be owning the paint and – and it's what's crazy is he can he's continuing to grow. You know, it's like we just thought he'd be like the six eight, six ish nine kid. You know, because he graduated, he committed to Illinois when he was a sophomore. You know, so now here he is continuing to grow and he's just continuing to blossom and dominate on the AAU circuit. So I'm excited to see him coming. You know, after this this coming year, so that's going to be fun to continue to watch his growth. But um, the staff is continuing to scout. 2024 for some, you know, wings and, and athletic kids because, you know, Shannon, if he, we like we think is going to come back, he'll be graduating. You know, uh, Damask uh, will be graduating. Harmon. Harmon, Harmon's going to be graduating. Yeah, so, gonna yeah. Be a lot of movement, yeah. It's going to be a lot of openings for wings. So keep an eye on that. And we'll be bringing you more names uh, in the next week or two. That's going to be a big focus. Recruiting is the season – you know, winds down, and uh, it looks like Matthew Meyer, Kev, had and had some nice G League moments at the G League Combine. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was really good to see. I think that, that he's got he's got some skills that um, that can translate to the league, and it would be pretty cool if he got an opportunity and can start. So that'd be that'd be that'd be really nice. But uh, yeah, the twenty twenty four is going to be very interesting to see because we're going to have a lot we're going to have, have a lot of roster turnover next year. You got Harmon and Demas, like you said, and Terrence Shannon if he comes back, and if Ray J comes, and you have a lot. Those guys are all going to be moving on. So you'll have to look at what how Brad Underwood will attack it. Then do we go back to the transfer portal? Do we do you try and land some more top forty kids because you have opportunities for playing time? That'll be very interesting to see how it plays out in the transfer portal world and portal combat. Um, can teams like Illinois find their way into getting top thirty kids? Uh, you got a guy like you said, Marez Johnson is really, really good. As a matter of fact, I mean, I watched some highlights on that uh, McBacco guy who uh, ended up going to uh, um, Indiana. And, and I said this, and I, I mean, I got, I got trolled for it a little bit, but I was trolling too. I think Marez is a better player than him. Uh, I mean, that, that kid was committed to Duke, and everybody's like losing their stuff that he's at Indiana. Well, we already got a guy that I think can do all the things that he can do. So, um, no, great. I might have watched the wrong highlights on that kid. Who knows? So, I mean, I'm going to be honest though. I don't know why that's a stretch or even funny to anybody because the Dimitri. I mean, I'm sorry, move jumping ahead here because Marez Johnson is number 27 nationally right now. You know, yeah. so it's like it's not like you're talking about a, a player who's like number 70, 75, and you're talking about a top 10 kid. It's very possible, and I think it's highly likely Merez Johnson's a McDonald's All-American. I think yeah, he's working, I, I think he's working himself into that top twenty-five. Well, and, he, he doesn't have to share the post this year with James Brown either, so that, that'll help. And he's going to be Illinois' first McDonald's All-American since Jeremy Richmond. So, yep, that's a, that's a prediction for you right there. Yeah. Now let's jump and switch to some fun 
gears with Illinois football recruiting. Um, Illinois lands freshman All-American Demetrius Hill from Florida International. And not only is that, you know, fun, but it's also important to the team because he's adding something that, you know, Illinois could really, really use. And that's, you know, a, a kid with nice size, big burst, who can make plays and, and kind of play kind of like a Sidney Brown type of role if needed, you know, make plays in the box. And uh, he's got good ball skills. And I was, uh, like, you know, just watching some of his tape and his film, you know, he's a ferocious competitor. Uh, and the staff, I think, I got to be honest, we were talking about Jaden Davis going to Miami. I was like, I'll take, I'd take this kid nine out of 10 times if 10 out of 10, I got, okay, 10 out of 10. I'd take him 10 out of 10 over Jaden Davis. So I, I, I live here. I live in Oklahoma County, Oklahoma country. There weren't a whole lot of Oklahoma fans that were really upset about Jaden Davis leaving. I mean, and, and he's a good player and all, but listen, you can, you can accuse a freshman all American. He's got three years of eligibility to come to Illinois. Um, he's got a chance to come in and start next to Matthew Bailey is my, is my guess. Um, it was a huge win. I actually, uh, I, I shouted out to Aaron Henry today. I, you know, told him, Hey man, congratulations. Great deal. Closing the kid. You know, I assume Aaron had a hand in dealing with that. He's a defensive backs coach. He's from Florida. He's the defensive coordinator. And, uh, Aaron in his, in his humble ways, gave all the praise to Kevin Richardson, a defensive defensive analyst on the staff who also played for Aaron and coach Bielema at Arkansas. Uh, he just really praised the work that he put in there. I don't know what that necessarily means. Um, but Hey, listen, you know, it's, it's really cool when you, when you can hear things like that. So really happy for what the team brought in. I, I, I kind of didn't expect, but it's, it's a, it's a huge one for the, for Illinois. And you know, that sounds like, that sounds like how, uh, Aaron Henry would answer it. Um, but Kevin Richardson, yeah, it's been a, a nice little addition to bring him back, a former player for Brett at Arkansas. kid, who, A guy who was on the staff a couple years ago comes back. Um, so I actually talked to Demetrius Hill, and I'll go ahead and um, I'll go ahead and say it now. Kevin, I have an interview. We have an interview with him lined up. Yeah, buddy. Later this week. And uh, so we'll be doing another show later this week. Um, we'll get all the, the date details all figured out and ironed out. But I figure you guys would want to hear from him. Yeah, we, and we still got the opportunity of the one player who, um, correct, we were na- one, unable yes, to Yes, we do. We do. I, I got to make sure everything's still still peachy with him. But, um, but yeah, so I'd actually been talking to Demetrius before he – visited Illinois. So I'd kind of build a little bit of a relationship with them. So I actually, you know, on my tweet today, when I posted his thoughts on the program, he basically told me that, you know, not only do they want the best for him, but he sees himself excelling and playing at the next level easily with the, with the tutelage and the staff and just how they've have progressed players, you know, and he feels like it's the best fit for him, you know, especially playing at a, at a, at a power five level and taking that next step and, yeah, he's confident in his stuff. He also told me, Kevin, that Reggie Love hosted him. So that was fun, and Reggie did a good job too. But we'll we'll get his own words later this week. So, again, people will be looking for that. We'll do another show later this week. Heck, maybe Ray J. Dennis will be committed by then. That'd be fun. But 
definitely will be talking to Demetrius Hill, a huge addition to the Illini's uh, football team with, it looks like their defense is just getting better and better, Kevin. It's almost scary, really. Yeah, and, you know, um, the, the, the scary aspect of what we were looking at from the secondary standpoint is that you're going to have to replace who are getting NFL contracts now, three guys who were drafted very highly, um, three guys who are going to have the potential to start in the National Football League in year one. Uh, what do you do with that? Like, obviously, you had you had one – you had two guys that you were really thinking that you could plug and play in – Bailey and Taz, but now you can add guys that we, we've got through the transfer portal and JUCO guys and was it Caleb Patterson and 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 now you're looking at uh, Demetrius Hill. So we're not going to be as young in the secondary as originally thought, uh, and so I think that's a really big plus for what this team is going to offer because the front seven is going to wreak havoc. I mean, that's just all there is to it. The front seven is going to put pressure on the on the quarterback, especially when you consider um, – I think Charlie Charlie Bullen is a plus. I think he is going to do some things with uh, that front seven, with those edge guys, with his NFL pedigree that is going to um, cause some confusion for some offensive coordinators within the conference and create some pressure on the quarterback, especially when you have guys who require the attention that Johnny Newton – and Keith Randolph do, and you have the depth of I think I think four outside guys who can really put pressure on the quarterback in uh, Coleman, Yakis, um, Bryant, and Holmes. So I'm I'm and, and and Jared Beatty was a really really highly thought of recruit. I know everybody was you know saw what Yakis Yakis did, but I think it was uh, Beatty might have been more highly thought of coming into camp. Who was before, who was hurt, right? Yeah. So it'll be it'll be really I, I I'm really excited what they're doing. So yeah, Nicario Harper was the other guy I'm thinking about the transfer from Louisville. One hundred percent, they added some some size, some speed, some talent. I mean, again, the defense. I think, and what I love is when Jershon Newton sees that he's like the number two rated defensive lineman in the nation, and he gets disrespected. <laughs> he's like. And it's like Illinois is the second best D line in the Big Ten. He's disrespected, you know. He's like disrespect. Yeah, you know. Right. It's like man, that dude. I'm telling you, that's a guy, there's some chips coming, and I'm telling you, Seth Coleman's ferocious. He don't get talked about a lot. Don't you forget know, Ezekiel Big Keith, man. Nobody nobody talks about Big Keith. And, and Ezekiel Holmes was hurt last year. And he was the starter over Oriakis. Like, I mean. Yeah, like I'm telling you, I think this D-line this year is going to be better than it was last year. I'm super excited about what they're going to do. I mean, I know, and it's it's crazy to think about, too, because, I mean, football season now is – it keeps getting closer, man. Well, In June, we'll be like, oh, blah, blah, you know, a few more weeks. Then we'll be eight weeks away from camp, you know, and then the 4th of July hits will be a month away. So it's it's coming. Yeah, yeah uh, we're, we're going to put a bow on basketball here in about a month and then and, and put a pause on that till probably about – you know, September, October, but, uh, yeah, there'll be some, there'll be some episodes in July. You know, we may go a week or so and not have anything unless some big, you know, recruiting news happens. We will in June because of official visit season and maybe do some, but again, we always do Q and a. So if anybody had any questions or comments, um, I hadn't really seen any today, but feel free to always, um, on Facebook, uh, and YouTube. Those are the two places you can a hundred percent comment. Um, but eventually it sounds like Twitter is going to get everything lined up with that. But with that said, Kev, it's 9.50. We'll get off here and jump off. Uh, 
Any final thoughts as we finish up the tonight's episode? Well, I like to throw the curveballs out there about what we're talking about because everybody wants to talk about basketball and football. But we are golf school. And today, Steve Stricker won a major championship on the Senior PGA Tour. Congratulations to Strick. That's probably going to be enough, in my opinion, to get him into the Golf Hall of Fame. And uh, the women finished their season in the NCAA. They, they did not advance, but they made it. Um, then uh, Crystal Wang did not play very well for, for her standards. She didn't advance as an individual. But the men's regional starts tomorrow up in East Lansing. Uh, we are the favorite. We've got to be in the top five to finish. If you want to follow that, it's a real easy way to do it. Just go to Illini Men's Golf, Illini M Golf, and they'll post it, and you can get the direct link to golf stats. You can click on that and see where they're at. There's a team leaderboard. There's a player leaderboard. It's just three rounds, and understand, don't get – like, if you follow golf at all, but and this is maybe your first time following college golf, if Illinois, let's say, is seven strokes out of the top five with a round to go – that's not a huge deal um, because they make up so many, so much ground when you have five players out there. I think it's a huge advantage for Illinois being a northern school, playing in a northern place, and the top schools behind them that are in, in the tournament are Texas and Florida. Uh, excuse me, I reversed that. Florida and Texas. Uh, Florida is the number seven overall team. I think Illinois is number three. Uh, Illinois should make that top five. That will advance them to Scottsdale, Arizona the last weekend of the month. Just so happened to be, I'm going to be in Arizona. Maybe I can go watch the guys, hopefully. But I do think this is a, uh, this is Mike Small's, um, one of his better opportunities to, to hang a national championship. Match play gets really weird from there. But uh, just excited about what's happening there. So for, from on the field stuff that's still happening for Illinois, uh, the women's softball season's over, the men's baseball season. They lost two or three to Rutgers this weekend. They're pretty much done. Uh, and the women's golf's done. It's pretty much men's golf if you want to still look at fighting the line of athletics going on. And also, the, in my opinion, the best program to have a chance to win a national championship. And forgive me because I don't know what's going on in Illinois men's tennis. I know they're really good. <coughs> yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Um, Day. Yeah. So my final thought, happy Mother's Day to all the Illini women mothers um, who follow the program, mothers to all the players, coaches. Um, so that's my final thought. Um, everything you've been saying about the golf program, <clears throat> it's it's exciting, definitely. So, um, But that'll do it for us. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. That's Deuce. I'm Swami. I-L-L. I-N-I. -L -L. Swami out.